Hi, I'm Gary Smith, and welcome back. Here are some sample questions that a home inspector should be prepared to answer. So, how much do you charge? What exactly do you look for? How long will this inspection take? You know, when most buyers think about questions to ask a home inspector, it's usually about things they do before they hire them. Real estate professional Bill Gassett recently wrote an article titled, Questions to Ask a Home Inspector After the Inspection is Complete. Today on Open Mic, Charles and I will discuss Bill's five questions. We'll discuss a few of our favorite threads posted in our open group on Facebook. And we hope to share information to help you grow a home inspection business. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Drone U. Whether you're new to drones or you're a seasoned pilot, they can help you fly safe, fly right, and make your business soar. Visit them at thedroneu.com. Hey, man, you're kind of unannounced, Charles. I appreciate you coming in with me. And I, I was online earlier today reading, ran into uh, an old one, someone that you know well. You said you know Bill Gassett from, what was it? Uh, from Active Rain. Active, Active Rain, yeah. So, and Bill had written a article that I thought was meaningful questions to ask the home inspector after the home inspection is completed. What should you ask the inspector? And he goes on and gives some questions and kind of sets it up by thinking of the things you need to ask a home inspector. Are you qualified and things like that before the inspection? But once you get going, he has five questions that he posted in this thread in this blog piece. Um, Charles and I were talking about it before we came on about the ways to um, uh, well, you tell them, Charles, what you thought, the report. Well, there were five, everything. Yeah, I mean, there were five questions, and uh, the answer to all five questions is really pretty simple. Uh, it, it, why wasn't it in the report? Why, For example, if one question was, can you explain this to me? Right. Uh, why wasn't the thing explained in the report? Uh, another question was, how big a problem is this? You know, how serious is it? Why wasn't that explained in the report? So, you know, all five of these have basically that same answer. Uh, and it, it speaks to a problem that's really a problem for the whole industry is reports that really don't say anything. So this, uh, to kind of put that in perspective, too, this is a real estate agent writing an article. And he's writing this article in, in preparing or try, uh, in attempt to educate his buyers, his, his, his followers, and quite, you know, appropriately so, he is asking it as an agent. Can you explain this to me? And, and he's prepping his client to say, you know, unless you're the home inspector yourself, chances are there'll be, I'll read it. Unless you're a home inspector yourself, chances are there will be uh, some parts of the inspection report that you don't fully understand. It's normal to tend to, uh, to need some clarification. Um, and can you explain it to me? And I think uh, that really does cut to, straight to the heart of of um, being prepared as a home inspector. If you certainly, if you can't explain what you put in the report, then you're in deep tapioca. Um, <laughs> and that kind of goes to the that goes to that that place where uh, we're talking about the canned comments, where you think you know there's a problem there, and you just put something down that was a canned comment that 
potentially was in the report to begin with when you you never cleared out your canned comments. Right, right, right. And, you know, I counsel students that it's a really good idea to, you know, if you're going to leave those con- canned comments that come with the report, uh, go in there and rewrite them. Uh, in that process of rewriting and putting them in your own voice, you may actually come to understand what they're about. Whereas otherwise, they're just things that, well, it's about a TPR valve, so you stuck it in there. But do you really understand what the rules are around your TPR valve and why? Uh, we have home inspectors that don't understand the why of lots of stuff. And it, it's a problem for consumers, I think. So how big of a problem is this? Part of what makes the home inspection report so unnerving to home buyers is the level of detail they contain. Home inspection reports can be up to 50 to 100 pages long, depending on the number of issues within the home. The report will probably contain numerous pictures and details and notes from the inspector, it can be overwhelming. How big of a problem is this, Charles? What would you tell your client based uh, on what it is? I'm, I'm sure, yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, read, it's in the report. The report. You would say, like in my report, I mentioned that this TPR valve is whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, read the report. The report should clearly explain what it is. And if, if at that point they still need clarification, you need to, that should be a red flag that you need to go and tweak that comment a little bit if you've got some there's always somebody that's going to read between the lines and think of something that you didn't think of and that can then improve your narrative if you uh, edit it to include that uh, that question to answer that question Mm -hmm. so do i need an expert to look at this problem is 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 question number three that bill poses in this article the home inspector is a generalist he or she knows how to spot issues and potential problems but it's unlikely to be seriously it's unlikely to be seriously trained in all areas of the home repair however the home inspector should be able to tell you if it would be a good idea for an expert to come in and examine the issue for instance electricians well well, clearly the report should explain exactly who needs to fix the problem and uh, whether it's uh, uncle joe or a licensed bonded uh, electrician, uh, you know, each narrative is going to be different depending on what the issue is. Uh, and and for the five questions that, that that Bill has mentioned in this article, the more questions we uncover, the the more detailed the experience level becomes unearthed. Is this problem normal? So a home inspector should be able to tell the buyer. If it's typical for for them to see the issue that you're called out, is that, is that the way you see it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want your report to be a, 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 an example of why they shouldn't have hired you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. That'd be the worst thing. <laughs> you are the guy. Uh, you are the dude. You're the professional in the, the in yeah. at the at the time, right? If you get an outstanding inspector. They will take the time to explain if a problem is something you really should worry about or is a common issue. Unfortunately, many home, many home inspectors don't take time to do this. Now, here's a real estate agent telling his listeners, his, his blog followers, unfortunately, home inspectors don't take the time to do this. Why do you think that Bill has chosen this opportunity to say many home inspectors don't take the time to tell them if it's a problem they should, 
Well, because I think it happens every day. Uh, and right. Bill, Bill has a huge following, uh, way more than me or mm-hmm. uh, you or any, you know, anybody I know. He's, he's got a huge following. So his voice is a good voice that a lot of people pay attention to. Uh, I would, uh, you know, we all look for that kind of impact in, in our businesses. And, uh, you know, he's worked hard to get there. So if you have never bought a home before, what comes out of the inspector's mouth can sometimes be terrifying, Bill writes. In fact, it is one of the reasons I recommend real estate agents attend home inspections. Not only is it part of an agent's job, but they can also be there to be a sounding board between the client and the inspector. For example, when the inspector says, I found two double tap wires in the electric panel and it's a safety hazard. You can often then um, see the eyes of the buyer's face and the real estate agent can then say something to the inspector. Like how often do you see this? (laughs) Yeah. I personally kind of hope the agent isn't that in that close of proximity. Sometimes they are, but generally the the agent leaves me and the client to do our thing in the house and they don't have that kind of input. And I, I prefer that. I think it makes it easier for everybody, but I can see where some inspectors, that agent is going to want to be there. Uh, and they just, uh, they, they don't trust the inspector. And that's a bad red flag right there. Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't people uh, trusting you uh, to, to act appropriately? I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan. I mean, a lot of agents probably wouldn't want to see me there, but they do trust that I'm, I have their best interest. So um, that leaves us with number five, which is um, something that I'm, you know, I'll I'll, I'll let you help me on this because I'm a little bit confused. We'll read it and see. Uh, Can you advise me on things I should fix when I move into the home? There may be some home repairs that should be taken care of pretty quickly after you move in. Problems like leaking pipes are the ones that you, uh, that not to not ignore waiting for too long to get these repairs done. You know, he goes on to talk about how it damaged the house. Again, those those should all be prioritized and in the report. If the report isn't containing this kind of information, fix it. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Well, this is the, 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 the article is a good one to kind of start talking about it. It goes on to say home inspectors, um, home inspection problems that should be addressed before moving in. And he lists a short list, mold, lead paint, radon, uh, any structural defects, um, kinds of safety hazards and things that might cause you physical harm to you or your family or your pets or et cetera. Common sense uh, issues. I don't see any kind of comments from the, um, from the group just yet. We'll just keep here uh, on a lighter note. What's, what's going on in your world? I'm, uh, um, Mr. Charles, have you got any? You guys are getting ready to go to Inspection World next week, a yeah. big event, an yeah. annual event, ASHI Inspectors. Yeah. Exciting. You're presenting. Yes, I am. I'm presenting a, a kind of a composite this time. It's a six electrical things, four plumbing things, two things related to egress and the emergency escape and rescue. So 
it's just, uh, it's sort of things that, um, more esoteric kinds of things like 208 volts and HVAC uh, wiring, plumbing, maybe dead legs, uh, things like this. Things that inspectors have less experience or familiarity with, don't even know about, maybe. Sure, in some sure. Cases. So, Is that, are they all combined under one topic name? Is it like miscellaneous or? Yeah, What's it, called, are they or separate called, ones? What are the names? Know, it's, it's called. Uh, well, I, re- I had an original title called uh, uh, "Exotic and Sexy Significant Things." Uh, but, yeah, that'll work. Uh, that that didn't fly. Uh, so it's. It had to get by the committee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's called Inspection Fundamentals, Safety, and Better Service. So that's what Ashy named it. Yeah, what day or the, do you have a date yet on your calendar? Yeah, it's, it's Monday. Uh, I'm from four to six on no two to four on Monday. So the the sessions start when? Prep us on the the uh, the, the show. Do you remember? You have that by heart? You, yeah, no? Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are the heart of the uh, uh, presentations, and then of course this before uh, acts. You know, you can go and learn about the radon and infrared and I think maybe decks and other things that happen for like you can get a two you can get your level one IR there, for example, I think either before or after I, I can't remember. Uh, so there there are scheduled sessions Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday mm-hmm. and some pre session and post session yeah, classes right. that, that you can get certifications of of different types. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's in San Diego, and uh, it starts uh, next Sunday, yeah. a week. Well, a week from, week from today. Of course, those pre-sessions, I think, start uh, Friday and Saturday before. Right, okay. But I don't really know too much about that. I'm just winging it. I know I saw them on the mm-hmm. schedule, so I know that they are. Done. If you're interested in dates, look it up. Mm-hmm. Find, Look it uh, up. Um, Homeinspector.org, I think, is Ashy's website uh, it, URL. Just, just Google uh, Ashy San Diego 2019. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Easily, mm-hmm. easy to find. Yep. And that that'll be the annual event for Ashy for the for the year. Um, I spoke with um, Speaker of the Corps Hollis Brown just briefly on text. Um, he'll be. Um, um, swearing in the new speaker this this session this year in on the twentieth, um, and I know he's he's looking forward to passing that. You know he's looking forward to passing that along to the next the next chairperson. And never a shortage of need for volunteers, is there? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what else is going on? Um, you are. I've noticed you're doing really well on your YouTube channel. Mr. Charles, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty interesting. I had I've been I had a one vir- one video that went sort of viral there for a spell, and it got me uh, monetized. And uh, there's been this number building up in there for five or six months. And I just looked the other day, and it was like nine hundred bucks. And I said, this can't be real money. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, and and the one that you got one or two videos that are really pushing you over the top there. Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely, yeah. Into yeah, that one that 
sort of went sort of viral. It's like six hundred and twenty thousand hits now, which is is nothing in in compared to other people. There's guys out, out there with uh, oh yeah, millions, nine hundred million, about yeah. to go to a billion hits. I, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's crazy stuff. I mean, but your session was showing uh, was a presentation to class to a class in Washington State. That's right. And it was never meant as a YouTube video to go viral say, to go yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just a student film me uh, in class. And of course, the film is vertical. And most people love uh, poking fun at me for why did I film it vertical? Well, I didn't film it, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> and uh, uh, And it was just fun. It was just a way for the students to have a to be able to revisit what we did in class. And, and it's only a small part of uh, what we talked about related to the video, but the video went nuts anyway. And it's, uh, it keeps getting reposted and reposted and reposted. And at one point it was getting three and 4,000 hits a day. Uh, now, and it's, it's petered, it's petered off a little bit now. It's down to under, probably the average is about a hundred hits a day. But, yeah, and I don't know how what what how that percentage works. If it's um, bots or visiting, you know that. Yeah, I, I think it makes a, I think it makes a huge difference what kind of video it is and where it's being hit. I mean, you can have a video that goes viral about you your kid falling off a ladder, uh, but that thing is not going to ever get monetized uh, uh, unless a channel picked up that had picked it up that had a hundred others. Uh, that that you know the the algorithms around it all are are complicated. Uh, ones that ones that are clearly uh, information information dense uh, and of quality information. I think that it's just like YouTube. Uh, if you're blogging about good stuff, uh, your right. stuff is going to be uh, favored by the search engines. And, and, you know, when advertisers are looking for places to place their ads, I mean, for some reason, uh, electrical issues are a big deal. I suspect that Mr. Electric Boom, uh, if you haven't seen his videos, he's awesome. He has over 2 million subscribers. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got like 2,500 subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have like 70. <laughs> uh, you know, and, yeah. but as soon as you get that kind of number of subscribers and topical topics that Google likes, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. my my nephew uh, has a, a channel about his hydroponic greenhouses. He's makes about 350 bucks a month. Uh, wow, so, that's good. Yeah, well, that's a car, that's a, like a car note or, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Bucks more than I had last month. Yeah, exactly. And we all need little sources of mad money. And there uh, you go, there you go. So I notice in here, glad to be a part of the group. This is a new Wayne Jones. Welcome to the group, Wayne. Um, in South um, South Africa, started my home yeah. inspection business in November. So we're we're we've got some uh, some folks in Australia, some uh, folks in uh, in South Africa. We've also I think we have a guys in here from from. England, don't you know? Um, so uh, we're proud to have you in here, and proud to to get to have the reach of, that Facebook allows us uh, across the uh, the big water. We even got some of those 
those those Canadian guys, don't we? The Canadians, yeah, they're seen to be everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, do you have any other topics this past week that you found interesting, Charles? In the group, we had um, um, one that we talked about, and it's not—it's slipping my mind. Uh, I'm scrolling through the group here to to locate the the topic. Um, the um, I, I did enjoy the 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 photo you sent me of the above ground surface that had noted underground wiring yeah, in the yeah. comment. Yeah, that was just a comment that uh, somebody sent me and I don't know where it came from, but uh, it, you know, all our reports, I'm sure I have things that are mislabeled, things that didn't get deleted that shouldn't be in there. You know, we put these reports out under a lot of time constraints and I warned my client right up front, there will be typos and errors in the report. And if will be typos and errors. Tell me something about this, this latest uh, article you have on your blog. It's called when you do not know what you are doing. And it shows a, a, a an interior looks like an, uh, a view of an interior door looking out with there's a daylight coming through the transom. Yes, yes. What's Somebody, the crust of that? Well, it was a remodel and a, uh, this door into the garage was just sort of buried. Um, I, I don't really understand all of the reasons it could have gotten done the way it did, but it, it did. And uh, it was just funny because it's not proper barrier between the garage and the house and a whole bunch of other things. And it was, it looked really nice from the inside. Right. The right, right, right. And we've had, we had another topic in there about a proper uh, inspector came into our, our big group and, and had a video of a door with a um, window. Yeah. I mean, this, this conversation gets brought up all the time it's it's probably one of the things that home inspectors seem the most confused about is garage house separation well that you know you say the home inspectors get confused it sounds like that that door didn't just jump up there um it remodelers if that was a flip and i think that might have been a a remodel so contractors are obviously uh confused about this as well 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 they yes obviously but uh Home inspectors are there to understand, again, it's back to your question earlier, uh, why isn't the report explaining the consequences and what's wrong and why? It's because home inspectors don't know. Why don't we know? Because we aren't training home inspectors to understand. We're, we, we teach them these rules of thumb that uh, they hope they can rely on so that uh, they don't get caught with their pants down, but right, right, sure. You know, in, in my opinion, we need to we need to be we need to move the profession to a place where we're actually teaching the why part more than these rules of thumbs. So I, 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 I truly believe that our our big group, uh, both both of them, we have an open group. For those of you who don't know, we have an open group that's open to agents and contractors and subs and anyone that, that would like to come in and hang out and learn more about what we do as home inspectors. Uh, we have a closed group that's for home inspectors only that where we go in and we talk about real estate agents and all, all the other things that we want to talk about in private. Yeah. And I'm sure that real estate agents have a group that they talk about home inspectors and all the things they do in private. 
Um, but uh, I did notice one we we kind of went to school on. We had 33 comments, but it's a bigger it's a bigger thread than than what I think the comments show. And that's where we had the 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 three uh, joist together, the beams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you strap it together or do you not? Um, and when um, the uh, the opportunity to to discuss this um, could as it quite often is, is in the manufacturers? Uh, well, well, it's going to be the engineer is going to specify, I want three, three, uh, I want a triple joist here. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at that point, the engineer is going to throw it off likely to the truss manufacturer and the truss manufacturer's engineer is going to produce a drawing that shows how to deal with these three three trusses the architect or engineer the architect is spelled out uh, sometimes the plans will have that spelled out sometimes the plans on it yeah sometimes the plans will simply say look at the trust uh, package drawings uh, right 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 so so those details might include the strapping um so oh, yeah. Uh, in due diligence for the home inspector, he may not need to may not need to mention the the way to repair it, but a need to seek more data from yeah, just verify your- proper installation. Uh, uh, honestly, this is this really gets to a great topic. I was I had no idea we would go here today, but mm-hmm. the, this is something that's really been of interest to me lately. Is Home inspectors don't have enough time to do what we need to do. And it's all part of, well, I got to get to the next inspection. It's just a uh, visual inspection. I'm trying to not get too detailed. Well, if you're doing new construction inspection, you kind of have to have the time to do it. So this idea that is it, you can be in and out of a house uh, in two hours. We need to we need to sh- move away from that so that we we have the time to look at the plans. Uh, and, you know, when you're doing new construction, you should insist that the plans be there when you get there, and you should be willing and able to look at those plans and see that they're consistent with what you're seeing installed. Mm-hmm. This is especially like on a frame inspection. If you're doing house frame inspections and you're not looking at plans, man, that's scary. So the first question on an uh, that a um, in progress construction inspection might include in the first at least the first top five that you would want to have, like you know when you want to do it, uh, yeah. what's the address? Where is a set of prints? Where are the drawings? Where are the working drawings? Where are the plans? Where are the trust package plans? Those those two are big ones. What what is the uh, what are the HVAC requirements? What are the plumbing requirements? What are the energy requirements of that particular jurisdiction? Uh, yeah, we're not code inspectors, but you have to have that basic information if you're going to give any kind of real. Uh, really truly take care of your client, which I think that's what home inspectors want to do ideally, but we're under the illusion that we can do this just visually. Just, I don't know, it's by magic somehow that we're going to 
remember all the stuff. I can't, I can't barely remember. I don't try to remember anything. Mm -hmm. You have to have the resources and, and the experience to maybe have things jump out at you to question it. But are you seriously going to remember 28 different manufacturers' requirements for how close the, the gas vent termination can be to a soffit? They're all over the place. Technical, yeah, yeah. And that's where, that's where a lot of this, this stuff can – you can have the little cheat sheet, that the, uh, the, the quick code cheat sheet card. Yeah, but that, that's only going to get you in the ballpark. Uh, just yesterday I was going around with a guy on, uh, on clearances to uh, uh, a direct vent uh, exhaust cap to a soffit. Well, it was – when one model by the same manufacturer was 12 inches uh, or 18 inches if it's open, if it's vented, or 30 inches if it's vinyl. And then another unit, same unit, it's 18 inches to vented, 18 inches to unvented, and 36 inches to vinyl. This is the same manufacturer. So other manufacturers, it's right. all over the place. So you you... We need as inspectors to have the time to be able to look at these cut sheets. Uh, this is a significant safety issue, is it not? Right, right. And you know, one that's, that is directly related to that, uh, here's, I'm looking at um, assistance is welcome regarding this direct vent fireplace. And Charles, you had made a comment a little earlier where it looks to me like that uh, a floodlight is installed probably two feet from the top of this um, uh, sheet metal cover that has the word H-O-T on it. That <laughs> means hot. Yeah. Um, and, you you know, your question is simple. Adam, what brand is this? Yeah. And immediately the brand would tell you whether or not and answer the well, question. Uh, but, uh, which was, my, is but it even, too close to the heat? But even my question wasn't truly accurate. It should have been what brand, what model, uh, you, you know. It's, right, right. So uh, you can, but, but, but where I was going was that, that if the default is, can we put it this close to it? The, the default question is, where are the instructions and do I have enough time to stop or during my inspection or after my inspection, do the dedicated or necessary work to research yeah, this particular yeah. product, since you don't have it, you know, recorded in your brain, well, well, and then we should, make the appropriate recommendations. Yeah, and when we're doing intake for inspections, we should be asking, are there direct vent appliances in the house? If the answer to that is yes, I, you, I will need the instructions or the model numbers for those, or I will be looking them up afterwards. And that takes more time. That costs more money. So your inspection is going to be priced accordingly. Uh, there was a time when um, I used to think that if it's brand new construction, I could charge a little less. It's going to be a little easier. But houses are getting more and more complicated. It takes time to look up all these manufacturers. And yes, absolutely. And of course, the, the knee-jerk reaction of most home inspectors, well, I'm not a code inspector. I don't care. Uh, we have to care about things that can burn houses down, don't we? I would think, and I, I do not discount my uh, my inspections in any kind of way, uh, especially the new constructions. Yeah, um, yeah. They take Absolutely. they you have to do some some reading. You really need to yeah. stay abreast of it uh, of 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 it 
ball for but, sure. But this really comes up hard against these guys that have a flat fee for any house. How does that happen? How does that happen? How can anybody take care of their client and and have a three hundred fifty dollar fee regardless of size, age, blah blah blah? Yeah, I, I, the business model. That's, I think that'd be challenging for me for sure. Um, we have a, um, a one in here that's not that again doesn't have a ton of comments, but was what, what was real meaningful to me, and that's that um, one that James put um, uh, posted about the roof decking with the spots under it that could be mold and maybe not mold. What oh, your, Jimmy, Jimmy Q. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Q. What, what, um, where do you, when do you get sensitive about mold, Charles? Do you have a sensitivity level? Do you, do, I mean, do you, well, for me personally, I mean, if I walk into a place that's really moldy, my body has the immediate reaction to get the hell out. And that's the normal reaction to any kind of, uh, uh, air environment where you've got a lot of crud in the air, but it, it isn't directly related to mold uh, because mold is just one small component of that dirty air, uh, okay. poor in air, air quality, but, uh, Jimmy's post was spot on. And that's it's it's a non non issue, and that roofer was was out to lunch, uh, recommending that 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 sheathing be replaced. So that particular one, the in the inspector had, uh, or I uh, know the the subcontractor had recommended that the roof decking be pulled down. Is that? Is that well, to the to the point of recommending throwing the inspector under the bus for not not mentioning it or, or at least that's one of the scenarios i i, I gathered but um uh, you know there's this is a confusing thing because you've got you can find 10 quote take 10 inspectors five of them are going to say that's extremely dangerous and going to kill you a situation to it's not dangerous at all and leave it alone uh why are we in such disparate camps uh about this issue because of money, um, you know, if we look at it objectively, which is difficult to do, uh, the science just is not there to support that uh, mold is a huge issue unless you're severely immunocompromised, of which are lots of things are a problem for that person, that individual, and they have to live their life uh, accordingly. But that doesn't mean that uh, we treat every single house as if everyone is severely immunocompromised mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we would all just uh, we all might as well just get off the planet yeah yeah so with the bad air um i i, I wonder if you often or sometimes um run into a hoarder a, a home that is extremely filled with um, personal de- personal possessions and debris piled on the countertops, on the floor. Have you have you been called to a home to do an inspection or any kind of evaluation where you would consider that to be uh, a, a hoarding situation where the the homeowner uh, it was it, um, there are some safety some fire safety rules for oh, yeah. uh, it's all kinds of interior right. 
I had one apartment building I, I inspected where in one of the units, the guy had been using the toilet with the lid closed for weeks. Oh, lovely. It was, that was the nastiest thing I've ever come across. And we, you opened the door and you just could not be in there. And you could tell it when you walked in the unit. But this is, you know, you run into cases of where mental illness is a factor. It's a matter of degree is all. We're all mentally ill, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Mike has uh, asked, reviewed your contract. I don't think your liability for... Uh, a, a missed item for an inspection should be limited to the cost of the inspection. Item four, item nine. I don't think I should have to indemnify you against others using you unless I provide them the report. Do you understand that? Uh, Pre-inspection well, I agreement? I understand the limit of liability. I, I, I don't believe in having limited liability clauses in, in contracts, but I'm sort of a outlier there. Most people want it to, as some sort of protection, but it's an illusion. Uh, if somebody dies, you're hosed, period. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't think it's a, in fact, it is my structural pest license prohibits me from having a limited liability clause. So uh, that's a manufactured thing by our industry that makes us feel better and do you think that um this uh, technically this question is going to vary based on the state the inspector is inspecting Uh, oh possibly i I think some states uh don't allow them flat out some have Mm -hmm. maybe yes maybe no but uh, Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pretty pervasive thing among the associations to promote this idea of limiting liability, which is frankly it's an illusion. Uh, mm-hmm. It may it may uh, keep the, the thing about lawsuits is they're expensive, and <laughs> just don't go there if you if you if you if somebody's you've really upset somebody if you've ended up in court over an issue. Uh, there, of course, there are the, the, the outliers, the, the, the general wackos that are in the business of making a living off of suing people. Um, but these aren't normal people. These are a different kind of person that uses the toilet with the lid down. Uh, just, right. Right, right, right. Massachusetts doesn't allow for limited liability. Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's good. I think that's uh, great for the client, great for the customer. Great uh, may seem like it's not uh, not so good for the inspector, but honestly, if the inspector's doing a good job, he doesn't have to worry about that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, back on the Ashy Convention, uh, the Ashy. Um, inspection world that's coming up uh are you familiar with any new technology um is anyone bringing anything different um uh i know drones are you know there's always a new drone um drone battery life is is one of the things that has gotten better over time um it's close to 30 minutes now on some models um but have you seen any I've heard about stuff, but there's always new stuff. Uh, it's a great place to learn about the new stuff. But uh, I haven't heard of anything in particular. The 
you know, the mold guys are there and the radon guys are there and the, the drone guys, the, the, the crawl space drone guys will be there. You know, all of this stuff that we've grown to expect to see there. You know, tools. Yeah. Tools, uh, insurance. Uh, Very good. Um, let's see what we have in here. What's going on? Six, a total of 67,000 67, people watching us. What? That can't be. Five. Five people. <laughs> Everyone is, uh, is off on Sunday and uh, hanging out in the group is probably not uh, big this Sunday. It's, it's always uh, big for, for, uh, for folks during the, during the week, and they, we are offering okay. uh, home inspectors a way that, that they can get free support on home inspector questions. We have a lot of really smart guys in the group. Um, biggest inspection group on Facebook dedicated to home inspectors, certainly not the biggest Facebook group, uh, but dedicated to home inspector um, issues and the like. And we opened this group to allow um, others to come in and learn more about the profession and to uh, network with inspectors across the country and around the world, as you can see with South Africa and, and the like. And we appreciate it being in here aren't there any, any pointy ball activities today uh pointy ball the, uh, was yesterday and I, i'm not sure some of the guys may can tell us about pointy ball stuff i'm i, I don't follow pro football that much i follow the college stuff and um the alabama game i've pulled for sec and the alabama game was uh um enlightening yeah. Enlightening, I, shall we say? <laughs> I only follow football, football, round ball. Uh, oh, soccer! Yeah, yeah. Barcelona beat up today. Okay, yeah, yeah. I um, uh, there's MSNBC carries a lot of the early early stuff. Mm -hmm. Five five or six in the morning, I can catch it here, Central, on uh, cable. Listening and typing two reports this afternoon, John. Uh, bless your heart. Hang in there. Um, Charles, what do you say? Um, we're going to wrap it up. Um, good session. Uh, good to see you and, and uh, chat again. We're hey, going to um, give me the link. I'll, and maybe I'll um, be kind of fun to forward it to Bill and see it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We'll, we'll we'll push this down to Bill and 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 um, and, and and get his feedback on it. Um, also, uh, want to get a link in our group for the, um, inspection world coming up. We want you guys to be fully informed of, of all our national events, uh, whether it be an ASHI group or an InterNACHI group. And, uh, we'll, we'll try to get that, um, posted and, and, um, promoted in the, um, the announcements in the group, um, urge yeah, you to. Last time I looked, there was over a thousand signed up, but I don't, I don't know what the uh, number. Participants at Ashy World. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's and good. I'm sure there will be more by next Sunday, but that's sounds like a good, good record. Pretty sounds good. Like, mm -hmm. So, uh, thanks. Uh, if you get to the opportunity, if you're listening to us on podcast, please uh, subscribe, and if not, uh, over on YouTube, uh, we'll be posting this on YouTube. Uh, follow our channel. Um, and um, 
uh, for Gary Smith and Charles Bill. We'll talk soon. Okay. See ya.